Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is that every believer would not just attend church, but also hear from God daily through His Word. As we read the Bible, we begin to see how God responds to things. Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here, Monday through Friday, as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc slash soap. Good morning, Fusion Church. All right, Freedom Friday. Freedom Friday. I know, I know, it's been a long, long week. You know, you know, a lot of stuff has been happening throughout this week, but you know, no matter what we're facing, our God is good. Our God is faithful. Our God is merciful. And our God is a comforting God. And and today, you know, we just want to celebrate him for all that he has done for us. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. All right. All right. Real quickly, let's not forget at the team night, you know, celebrating, coming together. You know, I'm hoping to see a lot of people out there, you know, a time of fellowship, you know, and get ready for Sunday service. I know God is going to be speaking throughout the services this weekend, you know, God is on the move, you know. All right, and we're reading for 1 Samuel 25. Let us start with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I just thank you and praise you. I thank you for you are in control, Father God, and I thank you for your grace, Father God, and I thank you for your mercy. I pray for everyone that is watching and listening. I pray that you will speak to us, that it be you and not us, Father. Thank you in advance, Father God, and we ask for this. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. And my lovely Sandra will be reading. Okay, good morning. I am in the NIV version. We're in 1 Samuel chapter 25, beginning with verse 1. It says, Now Samuel died, and all Israel assembled and mourned for him, and they buried him at his home in Ramah. Then David moved down into the desert of Moan. A certain man in Moan who had property there at Carmel was very wealthy. He had a thousand goats and 3,000 sheep, which he was shearing in Carmel. His name was Nabal, and his wife's name was Abigail. She was an intelligent and beautiful woman, but her husband, a Calebite, was surly and mean in his dealings. While David was in the desert, he heard that Nabal was shearing sheep. So he sent 10 young men and said to them, go up to Nabal at Carmel and greet him in my name. Say to him, long life to you, good health to you and your household, and good health to all that is yours. Now, I hear that it's sheep sharing time. When your shepherds were with us, we did not mistreat them. And the whole time they were at Carmel, nothing of theirs was missing. Ask your own servants and they'll tell you. Therefore, be favorable toward my young men since we came since we come at a festival, festive time, please give your servants and your son David whatever you can find for them. When David's men arrived, they gave Nabal this message in David's name, then they waited. Nabal answered David's servants, Who is this David? Who is this son of Jesse? 
Many servants are breaking away from their masters these days. Why should I take my bread and water and the meat I've slaughtered for my shearers and give it to men uh, coming from who knows where? David's men turned around and went back. When they arrived, they reported every word. David said to his men, put on your swords. So they put on their swords and David put on his. About 400 men went up with David while 200 stayed with the supplies. One of the servants told Nabal's wife, Abigail, David sent messengers from the desert to give our master his greetings, but he hurled insults at them. Yet these men were very good to us. They did not mistreat us. And the whole time we were out in the fields near them, nothing was missing. Night and day, they were a wall around us all, all the time. We were herding our sheep near them. Now think it over and see what you can do because disaster is hanging over our master and his whole household. He's such a wicked man that no one can talk to him. Abigail lost no time. She took 200 loaves of bread, two skins of wine, five dressed sheep, five she shaves of roasted grain, a hundred cakes of raisin, and 200 cakes of pressed figs and loaded them on donkeys. Then she told her servants, go on ahead, I'll follow you. But she did not tell her husband Nabal. As she came riding her donkey into a mountain ravine, there were David and his men descending toward her, and she met them. David had just said, it's been, it's been useless, all my watching over this fellow's property in the desert so that nothing of his was missing. He has paid me back evil for good. May God deal with, with uh, David, be it ever so severely, if by morning I leave alive one male of all who belong to him. When Abigail saw David, she quickly got off her donkey and bowed down before David with her face to the ground. She fell at his feet and said, my Lord, let the, let the blame be on me alone. Please let your servant speak to you. Hear what your servant has to say. May my Lord pay no attention to that wicked man, Nabal. He's just like his name. His name is fool and folly goes with him. But as for me, your servant, I did not see the men my master sent. Now, since the Lord has kept you, my master, from bloodshed and from avenging yourself with your own hands, as surely as the Lord lives, as you live, may your enemies and all who intend to harm my master like Nabal, to harm my master be like Nabal. And, and let this gift, which your servant has brought to my master, be given to the men who follow you. Please forgive your master's offense, for the Lord will certainly make a lasting dynasty for my master, because he fights the Lord's battles. Let no wrongdoing be found in you as long as you live. Even though someone is pursuing you to take your life, the life of my master will be bound securely in the bundle of the living by the Lord your God. But the lives of your enemies he will hurl away as from the pocket of a sling. When the Lord has done for my master every good thing he promised concerning him and has appointed him leader over Israel, my master will not have on his conscience the staggering burden of needless bloodshed or of having avenged himself. And when the Lord has brought my master success, remember your servant. David said to Ab Abigail, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, who has sent you today to meet me. May you be blessed for your good judgment and for keeping me from bloodshed this day and from avenging myself with my own hands. Otherwise, as surely as the Lord, the God of Israel lives, 
who has kept me from harming you. If you had not come quickly to meet me, not one male belonging to Nabal would have been left alive by daybreak. Then David accepted from her hand what she had brought to him and said, go home in peace. I've heard your words and granted your request. When Abigail went to Nabal, he was in the house holding a banquet like that of a king. He was high in spirits and very drunk. So she told him nothing until daybreak. Then in the morning, when Nabal was sober, his wife told him all these things and his heart failed him and he became like a stone. About 10 days later, the Lord struck Nabal and he died. When David heard that Nabal was dead, he said, Praise be to the Lord who has upheld my cause against Nabal for treating me with contempt. He has his servant from he has kept his servant from doing wrong and has brought Nabal's wrongdoing down on his head. Then David sent word to Abigail asking her to become his wife. His servants went to Carmel and said to Abigail, David has sent us to you to take you to become his wife. She bowed down with her face to the ground and said, here's your maidservant ready to serve you and wash the feet of my master's servants. Abigail quickly got on a donkey and attended by her five maids, went with David's messengers and became his wife. David had also married Anoam of Jezreel, and they both were his wives. But Saul had given his daughter, Michal, David's wife, to Paltiel, son of Laish, who was from Gilliam. Amen. Amen. All right. Wow. Thank you so much, Sandra. Wow. That's a lot of reading. Oh, man, I'd still be probably like in verse number four if I was reading all that information, <laughs> you know, for so much. Information. I got nine sheets of paper with notes on, the, on this chapter along. I mean, it just like blew my mind because there's so much information given in this particular chapter, so much information. It, it starts off with Samuel dying, you know. So it, with the, the first verse along, you know, the, the, this brought an end to the, you know, to the prophet of the Lord that he had there. And and now instead of having to instead of going to this prophet, you know, you go to the king because they wanted a king. So, you know, so so Sam, uh, Samuel is at the death, you know, brought an end to that because, like I said, they wanted to have a king like everybody else. And then it goes right into verse number two and that there was a man. You know, there was a man who was rich, who had all this stuff. And in verse and in verse three, it says, and the name of the man was Nabal and his wife was Abigail. And she was a woman of good understanding and a beautiful appearance. Look, it automatically starts saying that she was of good understanding, you know, good appearance. But Nabal, he was harsh. He was evil in all that he does. You know, he was evil. So automatically, so now we know we have a we have a, an understanding at the wife and we have a hard-headed husband who is harsh and evil. You know, harsh and evil. I said, like, wow, you know, you know, and, and here and you see it goes on to say that you know David heard what they were doing in the in the in the wilderness. They were shearing the sheep. You know, when in this particular time, when they were shearing the sheep. That 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 be that was like a festival to them because wool was very valuable back, you know, and it still is valuable. So when they were out there at the 
at the at the shearing the sheep, you know, everybody got together. They had a good time. They all work. It was hard work, but they were also celebrating, celebrating. And what does David do? David takes a a, a chance with this, and he says, you know, in verse five, you know, send ten young men, you know, and go up to him, go up to Nabal, you know, and greet him. Now David puts in and puts into action. And, you know, go to him with these words. He, he first starts praising him, you know, and he says, say to him who is, who lives in prosperity. So, you know, he knew that he had more than enough. You know, he said, peace be to you, peace to your house and peace to all you have. So David was blessing him before he even asked for anything. I don't know about you. If somebody comes to praise me, you know, and, and, and say nice things about, that's just going to soften my heart. You know what I mean? I must say, man, look at this guy. You know, look how he's treating me. You know, so it just softened my heart to receive what he what, what he has to say. You know, so he's like, greet him this way. You know, and he says there. Now I have heard. He says that I, in verse seven that the shearers and your shepherds were with us, and we did not do anything to harm them. You know, so in other words, they were with with David's men. You know, they were there under pretty much under David's protection. You know, while they were with them in the in the in the field, you know, and he says, and he says in verse eight, ask your young men, and they will tell you, you know, that while they were with us, you know, you know, that nothing was missing, that nothing was missing from them. So in other words, you know, I was there for them. We were there, we protected him. And look what it says. He says, the young man will tell you, therefore, let my young men. You know, find favor in your eyes. So again, you know, praising favor in your eyes. You know, we have come at a feast day. Please, you know, it says there, please give whatever comes to your hand to your servants and, and, and look to your servants. And then he goes on ahead and says to your son, David, again, another point of, of David, just, you know, humbling himself before Nabal, you know, and Nabal was an evil man. Because that, that's the first thing he starts telling about Nabal, you know. So David, you know, you know, approached things the right way. You know, David, you know, was there, you know, whatever you want to give us, that we will receive. You know, he was humble to him. But again, Nabal, he was harsh. Look what it says. And Nabal answered David's servant and said, who is David? Come on. Now, now he knew who David was. David's reputation already spoke for itself. David already has been to war. David already has been to the to Saul's kingdom, you know. And and David, you you know, he was the one that beheaded the giant. So you know, David's reputation was there. So you know, he says, "But who is David? Who is the son of Jesse? Come on now. Now, if you put David and you put the son of Jesse, you know who we're talking about. We're not talking about David downtown, David around the corner, you know. But you're talking about David, you know, a companion, you know, uh, to Saul." You know, and 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 here he's acting like like who is this guy? Who is this guy? He was so prideful. You know, in Proverbs sixteen eighteen, he says, "Pride goes before destruction." You know, this man is he was so proud. You know, and 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 Nabal's name, just like just like Sandra was reading in in, in Hebrew, it means fool. <laughs> you know, it means fool, and he was a fool because here he was very arrogant. He was insulting to David, you know, because when he when he told the uh, 
the young man this. They got they went back to David and they told David. They told David. And what is David gonna do? David's gonna get upset. David's gonna, they treated my man like this. Come on now. We protected their men, and now they're treating my guys. And I sent them and to be humble, you know, and to use the right words. And look what it says in verse 13. And David said to his men, Man, grit yourself the sword. So every man greeted himself with the sword, and David also took the sword. And then he goes ahead and says, you know, he had 400 men went with David and to stay with the supplies. David was determined to kill Nabal. David was determined to kill him. You know, not only him, but everything that he had, all his men. Why? Because they were disrespectful. They were disrespectful to David. And that's what happens sometimes. Sometimes we may hear something, you know, and it, and it might stir us up the wrong way. And sometimes, you know, the first thing we want to do is what I used to do is go, you know, put a fist up, you know. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. You got to get you. Oh, uh-huh. I'm going to get you back. I'm going to get you back. But praise God. Praise God for Abigail. Come on now. The princess. Abigail, you know, and say, you know, and when Abigail and when the they came to Abigail and they sh- the the servants, you know, they went back to Abigail and they said, look, look, look what your husband did, look what your husband did, you know, you know, and 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 what he said, you know, she she knew that he was wrong, and they and they called him a scoundrel, the servants called him a scoundrel, you know, so even so that means that Abigail and the servants already had communicated prior. She already knew what kind of husband she had and how he was. And the servants were constantly probably going to her, complaining about her husband, the way that he was acting, the way what he was doing, how he was treating people. But what Abigail, a woman of understanding, you know, she, she, she got all this, all this food together. She said, I got to do this. And in 18, verse 18, said, Abigail made haste, which means she hurried up and took 200 loaves of bread, two skins of wine, five sheep already dressed, ready, you know, five at the uh, roasted grains, you know, 100 clusters of, of, of raisins and 200 cakes of figs. So she got all this together and she put it on a donkey. And it says in verse 20, so it was as she rode on a donkey. So in other words, she took off. She got, I got to get to David before David gets to us because she already heard what her husband did. And David wasn't going to be still. David wasn't going to be silent. So what did it so what did she does? You know, she gets on the donkeys, you know, and it says that she went down, you know, under the cover of the hills, you know, where David was. And she also sent a servant ahead of her, you know, go meet up with David, you know, make sure that David knows I'm the one that's coming. Make sure that he knows that somebody else is coming, that I'm not Nabal, <laughs> because David was ready for war. And I'm sure, and 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 with that been in the military. If you if you're in war, you're gonna be ready. You're gonna have that sword drawn. And if you and if it's nighttime, you're gonna be standing guard. You're gonna be ready to fight. And if he would have seen or we would have heard somebody coming towards him at night, he probably would have said, "Go get him," you know, thinking that somebody's coming. So she sent the servants ahead of her. You know, it says in verse twenty. So it was as she rode on the donkey that she went down under the cover of the hill, and there was David and his men coming down the hill. To meet them, you know, uh, a, a few a few thoughts about this ver about a couple of these verses, you know, it says in verse seventeen, no, it consider 
what you would do when the servants told Abigail what was going on. Because Abigail had to think, what am I going to do? How am I going to turn this around? You know, she, you know, it says that 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 this was not the first time that this happened, that it, this has happened before. You know, they called and they called Nabal a scoundrel, a worthless individual. You know, so again, Abigail, you know, was ready to plead with David. She was ready to plead with David. And it says in verse 21, now David, you know, has said, surely in vain. This is when David was really angry still at, 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 at Nabal. He says, in vain, I have protected all these guys. So he was thinking, you know, you know, sometimes when we have too much time to think, we can rationalize, we can think about it, and we're going to convince ourselves, this is what I got to do. This is what I have, how I'm going to have to handle it. You know, you know, he repaid me evil for good. He be, so, so David was thinking, thinking all these thoughts. So he was getting himself stirred up, stirred up. Forget, but look what happened when Abigail shows up. Shows up. Thank God for godly wives. You know, come on now. Thank God for godly wives. We need them. We need them. We need them. Hallelujah! Praise the Lord and everything else that goes along with that. We need them. And it says in verse twenty-three. Now, when Abigail saw David, you know she dismounted quickly, you know, from the donkey, and she fell at her face before David and bowed down to the ground, you know. And in verse 24, it said, and she fell at his feet and said, on me, on me, come on now, on me, made at the, my Lord, on me, let this iniquity be. So she was prostrated before him and she said, let it be me, you know, let it be me, please let your maidservant speak to your ear, the words of your maidservant. So she pleaded, you know, uh, with David. Pretty much not to kill Nabal. <laughs> All that she was doing, not to end the men, you know, you know, you know, to to because even she in verse twenty five calls her husband a scoundrel. <laughs> wow, what well, a scoundrel! But this guy, this guy had a very bad reputation, very bad reputation. But look what she also says in, in verse thirty one. She says that this would be no grief, grief on you. No offense of your heart, my Lord, either that you will shed blood without cause. In other words, she was telling him, what you are about to do is probably going to be something that's going to haunt you. It's probably going to be something that you're going to grieve about it later. I believe she was trying to keep him from, from having to live in regret. You know, having to live because, you know, you, you jumped the gun. You, you know, yeah, yeah, neighbor was bad. Yeah, he was evil. You know, and 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 he disrespected David, but you know, sometimes we, we got to turn things over to the Lord. Sometimes we got to let the Lord handle it because He has the best results. They're better than our results because He says, it says in in Second Chronicles twenty seventeen, you would not need to fight in the battle. Position yourself, stand, and see the salvation of the Lord. So there are times that the Lord will say, "Come on now." Just stand and see my salvation. Breathe in, breathe out, okay? Breathe in, don't jump into conclusion. Yeah, the guy the guy did deserve it. The guy will probably deserve it, you know? Everybody was talking, even his servants didn't like him. You know, they were, they were talking about him, you know? But yet again, sometimes, you know, we have to allow the Lord to fight the battle, you know? So I, I wrote here, uh, some battles 
are not for us to fight. Some battles are not for us to fight. Sometimes we have to walk by faith and surrender it to the Lord and say, Lord, let your will be done. Let your will be done. I don't want to be, I don't want to feel guilty about this later. I don't want to have to deal with regret later on. Because you know what? We deal with regret that that, that can affect us physically, mentally, spiritually, you know, because we, we're living in regret. You know, in Romans 12, 19, it says, Beloved, do not avenge yourselves. Do not, but rather give place to wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. I will take care of this. If you allow me to carry it for you, if you allow me to fight for you, you're going to be better off. Now, we can go ahead and do whatever. You know, we have free will that we can do whatever. But sometimes what our physical being wants to do may not be the right thing. Yeah, maybe for the moment, you might, you might say, oh, that feels good. But then to live in regret, you know, to live with grief later on, you know, for what has happened. And, and Abigail, she understood this. A woman of God understood this. And, you know, and she was trying to avoid this for David. And he says, and he says there in verse 32, and David said to Abigail, blessed is the Lord God of Israel who has sent you this day to meet me. Come on now. Praises to the wife. Come on. We Praises to a godly wife. Come on. I'm going to keep saying that. I'm going to keep saying that because we need that. And it says there in verse 33, and blessed is your advice and blessed are you because you have kept me this day from coming to bloodshed and for avenging myself with my own hands. So David respected what she stood for. She came and she humbled herself. She came with gifts for David and David's men. She came and she said, let this be on me. You know, who else has done that? Who else has let this be? Jesus Christ came and he died for you and me. You know, he, he pretty much did. Let this be on me. You know, he took all of our sins, all that we have done. He put it, he nailed him to the cross and forgave us, you know. And here there was his wife, you know, that went before David and pleaded for her house because he was not just her husband. It was all the men that were going to suffer through it, you know, because of his actions, because of his arrogance, you know. So we have to make sure that we fight the right fights. And we leave everything else up to the Lord. And it says in verse 35, 35 so David received from her hand. So she, she, brought the, she brought all this food, you know, you know to them uh, as, a, as an offering, you know, as a, actually as a peace offering. You know, here's what I'm bringing. Here's what I'm giving unto you. And he says, what well, she has brought him. And he says to her, go in peace, he tells her. Go in peace to your house. I have heeded your voice and respected your person so anyway abigail stepping up and speaking up she saved her home she saved the, the the men that were there you know how wonderful again it is to have a wife that will encourage you that will stand up for you you know there, there has been many times in my home you know that we have gone through through difficult times we have gone through 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 battles we have gone through disappointment, we have gone through sickness, we have gone through uh, being unemployed, we have gone through that the telephone is ringing off the hook for the bill collector and we're trying to figure out what we're going to do. 
we have come that I haven't had a car to drive and I had to be thumbing it to work for six months, asking for handouts for six months, you know, uh, of not having what I needed to do my job, you know, because I didn't have the money and I didn't have the car. And yet the many times that when I went to my wife, she will always say, it's going to be okay. We're going to get through this, you know, and we need that. And that's what Abigail stands for. Abigail was a, was a, a, a wife that had understanding and, and God has blessed us and God has blessed me with my wife that has understanding because if it wouldn't be for her, I probably would have, I probably, I probably would have lost her a long time ago, you know, being married 45 years, come on now, 45 years, you know, and dated for five, that's 50 years, that's a long time, long, long time, but you know what, thank God for my wife, you know, she has been my helper, she has been my best friend, and, and here, Abigail was standing up, you know, and, 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 and speaking, and taking, and taking the blunt of the hit for her husband, you know, and, and it was so, and then he said, and he said that she, after, after that, she went home, you know, David sent her away. She went home and guess what? Her husband was feasting. Her husband was partying. Her husband was acting like nothing was going on. Here he does all these things and he's having a party. He's having a feast. He's, you know, getting out, you know, so it, so she, she waited into the morning and look what it says. And, and I'm about to conclude with this. And he said, and it was in the morning when the wine had gone from, from Nabal and his wife told him these things that his heart died. Look at that. His heart died within him and he became like a stone. You know, most likely he had a seizure. Most likely he had a stroke. Most likely, you know, and he, he became paralyzed. He became paralyzed and, and, you know, and he pretty much lasted this way, you know, for 10 days, you know, and then he died. The Lord took him. The Lord struck Nabal. The Lord struck Nabal. He did it. David didn't do it because David heed the words of Abigail. Wow. You know, and then David said in verse 39. So when David heard that Nabal had died, he said, Blessed be the Lord who has pleaded the cause of my reproach from the hand of Nabal and has kept his servant from evil. For the Lord has returned the wickedness of Nabal on his own hand. So David, again, he was acknowledging, he was acknowledging, you know, thank you, Lord, that you send the right person to, to, to stop me from doing this. You know, a lot of times when we don't know what to do, we should pray about it. We should come to the Lord about it. We should seek his advice, his counsel, you know, because sometimes, you know, the, the, when we hear it from somebody else, they might bring some insight into the situation. When somebody else, when you're speaking with somebody, you know, they might be, uh, be able to share their thoughts on things. And maybe hopefully we can come to a better conclusion because David was ready. David, David was a man of war. You know what I mean? He was ready to kill. He was ready to, to wipe Nabal from the face of the earth. And then there was a, a beautiful, understanding wife that's, that said, you know, my husband is wrong. You know, please receive these gifts, you know, you know, and let it be on me while she, she, she came in between all that. So again, my, my praises this morning 
are all to are all for the wives, all for the mothers that has been standing the gap. You know that has been standing the gap because sometimes you know I'm I'm one that that likes to get praise, that likes to get praise, and sometimes you know people don't get recognized, but mothers and wives, you know, and you know God created you for such a purpose, you know, because you're supposed to be our helpers, you know, and 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 I, I I've been so blessed that I have had that in my in my home in my marriage, but you know what, you know God is still faithful and everything that he does, and he always makes a way. He always makes a way, and his way is better than our way. So we are in a, in a situation that we are having a hard time. Surrender it to the Lord. Turn it over to the Lord. You know, the word of God said, like I read earlier, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. I will take care of it. I will handle it. Because guess what? The Lord does not want you to walk in, 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 in grief. He doesn't want you to walk feeling guilty or in shame. He wants you to be free. That's why we do freedom. Come on now. That's why we do freedom. And, and, and sessions, are, freedom is about to begin. You know, in a couple of weeks, you know, the freedom that the curriculum is, is up and running again. So let's get involved, my brothers and sisters. Let's get involved in connect groups. Let's not forget, you know, at uh, worship on Sunday. Let's not forget, you know, coming together dream team night. You know, you know, God is on the move. God is on the move. God is on the move. You know, great things are happening. You know, we see the hand of God moving. We see, you know, Cumberland County, we get, we get uh, new people coming in every week, just about, just about every week. Somebody shows up that, you know, oh, I heard about you guys, you know, and coming in the doors and it's just like, wow, look at God is still bringing people in. So, you know, so we got to get ready. We got to get ready for them. We got to get ready. And that, and we do that we, through connect groups. We do that to knowing the word of God. We do that to, you know, fellowship. So it, it is so important that we do that. So my brothers and sisters, I pray that you got something out of this. You know, all your moms, all your wives out there. Woo! You know, my praise is to go out to you guys, you know, for always being there. Because men are hard-headed sometimes, you know, and sometimes we as men, you know, we want things a certain way. And sometimes we just need some, some direction, some direction. And, and thank God that God has created you guys to be helpers to us. So again, I'm just praising you guys. So receive all that this morning. God is in control. God is on the move. It's get ready, get ready, get ready. The best is yet to come. We got to get excited about it. We got to get excited about it. Why? Because blessings are coming our way. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you, Father God, because your word was written to give us instruction, Father. Your word was written so that we can have a a guide, Father God, on how to handle situations. And just like Abigail, you, you raised her up, Father God, and she stood the gap. And she took and she went before the David, Father God, and she said, Let it be on me. Wow. Just like you, Jesus, when you came and you died for every single one of us, and you open up your, your arms upon that cross, and you said, Let it be on me. You took our place. So, Lord, I thank you for Calvary. I thank you for our salvation. I thank you for making a way for us. I thank you for the examples that you have given us, Father God, to trust in you, to wait upon you, to listen to you, Father, because you have a perfect plan for us. 
You have a perfect plan for every single one. I ask you to bless my brothers and sisters. Meet their needs, Father God, wherever they're at, Father. Whoever is, Father God, might be going through a hard time, Father. Let it be comfort in your arms this morning, Father. Comfort them, heal them, restore them, Father God. Give them your strength. Bless them in a mighty way, Father God. I thank you for what you're going to continue to do. And I thank you for what you're doing. And I ask all this in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. All right, all right, all right. Thank you so much for watching and listening. Have a blessed weekend. And hopefully we'll see each other on Sunday. God bless.